My name is Cancel Carl. So let's go cancel some stuff. Cracker Barrel? Really? Why don't you just call it the Clan Bucket? Cancel, QT! You're missing the LGB. Cancel! The Mandalorian? Need I say more? Cancel! The son? Really? Where's the daughter? Or the we're waiting for them to decide? And it makes your skin darker. Ever heard of blackface, you bigots? Double canceled. White paint? Canceled. Whitening toothpaste? Canceled. White noise machine? Canceled. Daddy, how about A white male with an opinion? Canceled. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in. Start a little bit late there. <clears throat> that was my fault. I had some uh, technical difficulties here on this side. But what's going on, Woke fam? Good evening. What's up, I find it? How's it going, my friend? Oh, it's going great, dude. Another great day in this world. Another great day. <laughs> Don't know if that was sarcasm, uh, sarcasm or not, but uh, I'll just say you, you're. Uh, I'll just say you wasn't. <laughs> How's everyone else doing here? <laughs> Good evening, D Live Chat. The Foxhole.app chat, Twitch, CloudHub, Roku, and uh, we're on Periscope still. I don't know how, but it's still there. It's still working. Uh, what's going on, everybody? Great to be here with you all. We're going to jump right into this here in just a moment. Uh, Spaz Yeti, I'm so glad you got your, uh, so glad you got your uh, merch there. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. We can't waste another minute here, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm going to get to our sponsors from Pill.net, the ones who created the Foxhole.app. And all that good stuff. So let's get right into I find it. And uh, we'll get into the media blitz here. Let's do this, shall we? Step in the virtual haven of Pill.net, where you remain an individual. You are in control. Experience all that Pill.net has to offer. Create dynamic topics with videos, links, text, anything you want, load topics, activate filters, get verified, go live, escape the onslaught of ads, and privacy scares. Let's get back to what social media was meant to be on pill.net. So guys, if you haven't made an account yet at pill.net or the foxhole.app, their brother and sister platforms, you need to go over there and sign up now. It's a free account. It's a censor-free platform. Those are the guys that are building what we're all trying to gather around right now, which is free speech in a place that can house us and a platform that will never take us down. Go sign up at pill.net right now and the Foxhole app. We're on there right now in the chat and all of that good stuff. I find we don't have a minute to waste here, my friend. Let's get into the news blitz, shall we? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. Oh, what do we have here for you guys? Oh, yes, this is going to be fantastic. <laughs> From Breitbart, Texas governor bans vaccine passports with executive orders. So Governor Abbott here is getting, uh, he is trying to, I guess, 
he is just following the coattails of uh, Ron DeSantis at this point. But uh, Governor Greg Abbott issued an executive order on Tuesday morning banning the creation or use of a vaccine passport. That is great for all the Texans out there. But you know what's even funnier? Greg Abbott, to me, he cucked out a while ago when he uh, did his old spiel on Gab where he said they were anti-Semitic. And it's not a place for Republicans or Texans and all that. To me, some someone's got something on him. I do not trust him by any means, but he is doing some things that I'm, I'm happy with. But he refused. His whole thing is lately is refusing to uh, to bend the knee to MLB with everything they're doing with their uh, with the Georgia ID laws and canceling the All-Star game in Georgia and now moving it to Denver, which we're going to get to in just a minute because the hypocrisy is so ridiculous. But either way. So he wanted to say, hey, we're going to stick up to cancel culture. I'm not going to throw out the first pitch and, uh, at the uh, at this Texas stadium. Well, I find it, I don't think it mattered uh, to, to MLB or to Texas because the entire effing stadium was packed to the brim with people. And here's a video of it. Oh, yes. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a packed full stadium of 40,000 people, not social distancing and not wearing masks. I absolutely love it. So, Greg Abbott, you can pander all you want, pretend like you're, you're, you care about, um, you know, America first. But let's be real. You got owned, and no one gives a shit if you didn't throw out the first pitch, But which is absolutely funny. But what is funny is this story right here, that the MLB actually is going to move from their All-Star game from Georgia to Denver. And you want to know why it's funny, I find it, simply because... Denver is one of the whitest cities in America today. They literally moved from Atlanta, from Atlanta, which had a 51% black population to Denver, who has a 9% black population. And on top of it, they have almost the exact same voting laws with, uh, with what Georgia has. And some are even stricter. And this is the thing. Denver is one of America's whitest major cities. Just over 9% of Denver is black. More than 76% uh, is white. So MLB, I have to ask you because you guys, you guys can make, you guys should make my clown list every single week. What did you think when you went and made this decision? All you did was nuke half your fan base again, and you pretty much announced to the world that you are a blue sport now. You pander to the Democrats and your corporate sponsors. And not only that, in the wake of being racist, you moved your game to a, the, one of the most whitest cities in the entire country. Congrats, MLB. You have clowned yourself, and now everyone knows exactly where you stand. So in the middle of all this, I find it, it's really sad because the black population is getting used and abused, and they're being the face of this as... As if they're so dumb, they can't figure out where to get an ID in, in the first place, man. This video right here from TikTok explains it all. Watch this. Do you have an opinion on voter ID laws? Uh, yeah, they're usually pretty racist. I think voter ID laws are a way to perpetuate racism. Would you go as far as to say they're, they're, those laws are racist? For sure. Do you think it suppresses the uh, African-American vote? Definitely. Uh, because they're less likely to have state IDs. These type of people don't live in areas with easy access to DMVs or other places where they can get identification. Do you think that's harder for black people to go online? Well, IDs? I feel like they don't have the knowledge of how of like how it works. Do you carry ID? Yes, I do. Do you know anybody, who, any black person who doesn't carry ID? No. Do you have ID? Yes. Because I have my ID and my friends have their ID, so like, we know what we need to carry around. Everybody that I know have ID. Like, that's one of the things you need to walk around with New York with. I heard a lot also that uh, black people can't figure out how to get to the DMV. Really? Is that, that, what does that say to you? I know it's that, it's on 25th year. Do you know where the ID, the, the DMV is right here? 
It's on 125th Street and 3rd Avenue, I believe. <laughs> I find it. It sounds to me like these guys know who the DMV is, man. Holy crap. Is this racist or is it just me? <laughs> Check out those racists right there, man. I mean, that's perfect, ain't it? There and call out them. Man, that's, a, that's exactly what's wrong with their party, dude. It's exactly what's wrong with their base. It goes to prove right there they are exactly what we've been saying they are, racist. The Democrats are carrying the torch, man, since they established their party. The most racist people in this country are white liberal Democrats, and that's exactly what we're seeing here. And shout out to Babylon B for this. Because of this, Google removed the entire state of Georgia from Google Maps and just replaced it with the outline of the sea. That's a sea of racism, and rightfully so, man. Georgia is full of racists, and how dare they? How dare they shore up their elections and make sure that black people can't vote? Good for Georgia. Good for Georgia. <laughs> Anyways, moving on here in the news blitz. Dr. Fauci here can't explain why the hospitalizations in Texas are going down, yet the mask mandates and people are packed full of stadiums and bars, yet they're going down. And he says, not surprisingly, watch this. You mentioned Texas and that full ballpark in Arlington yesterday. There was a lot of concern last month when Texas effectively opened up, dropped all those restrictions and said it's back to life. And if you go to Texas, as you know, it looks like 2019. The restaurants and the bars are full and open. The ballparks are full. And yet we've seen cases and hospitalizations since then continue to tick downward. So what do you make of that as all of us look around and sort of try to consider how safe it is to get back to normal life yeah you know it's it can be confusing because you may see a lag and a delay because often you have to wait a few weeks before you see the effect of what you're doing right now you know there, there are a lot of things that go into that i mean when you say that they've they've had a lot of uh activity on the outside like ball games i'm not really quite sure it could be they're doing things outdoors you know it's very difficult to just one-on-one compare that oh it's so difficult it's so difficult i find it i just don't know i don't know if they're doing anything different i don't know if they're just outside more dude he's full of shit and (laughs) he has no idea what he's talking about and he just can't figure it out for the life of him why texas and florida are just thriving while the others are just doing their thing still so again i don't like to talk too much about dr fauci because we have beaten that horse to death i don't know how many times so either way you guys should know he has no idea and can't figure it out but yet he is the he is the lead man about where everyone looks to in the white house as far as coronavirus guidance it's unbelievable but Here's something, man, that is something very scary. And you want to talk about Biden with his administration being globalist? Look at Janet Yellen here. Calls for global minimum corporate tax rate so Biden can raise taxes on on U.S. companies without worry. Man, this we were called conspiracy theorists, man, with everything going on with Joe Biden, what he was going to do. be, you know, appeasing to our enemies and just being uh, a, a, you know, part of the partners of the global frontier. Screw that, man. I want America first, but he wants to do a global minimum corporate tax rate. What was your take on this, man? Man, you know, whenever we talk about globalists and everything, the whole way that I see it, it happens in steps. It doesn't all happen in one singular moment. And that's the part that we have to defend against is every single step that they try to come forward. We have to back them up on it because this kind of crap is the is the stuff that will lead us to that point where the globalists have control over everything. And right now we still have that hand of power. We still have that. We the people here. So, you know, this kind of junk does not need to go through by any means necessary. 
No, man, but not by any means. But we're going to see what that would look like because it seems like just another way to bleed America dry, and that's what I, exactly what I think it is. So you guys want to see some other clown news here? The prosecutors out in the... Uh, this is for the George, George Floyd case. Prosecutors are asking jurors to dismiss the George Floyd autopsy finding. <laughs> autopsy finding. Wonder why. Wonder why. The most crucial evidence, you know, the way it describes, an autopsy describes the way a person died and what was in his system. You know, all the drugs, the codeine, the, uh, the, the fentanyl, God knows whatever else, the meth. I don't even know if it was fentanyl, but it was enough to kill 500 horses. They had enough drugs in this man. They don't want to have the uh, autopsy findings in there. And, man, I've been, I've been kind of watching a little bit of what's going on with this case. And they've been showing some pretty unique angles of when Chauvin's knee um, was on George Floyd. And depending on what angle you look, there was one that was put out today where you could clearly see his knee was in his shoulder blade and not on his neck. And there's some other information that's been coming out too. Um, oh, so yeah, there was, uh, fentanyl was in, in his system. Wonderful. So my take is I would love to ask the audience this one question. After this Chauvin case is decided, do you think BLM is going to burn down the city? One, A, if he, if Chauvin gets off, or two, does he get off? Do you think BLM will hold back if uh, if he is sentenced for murder? Um, or do you think he, they're just going to burn the city down anyways? I would love to know in the chat. And while you're pondering that, let me get you over to one of BLM's biggest, um, biggest influencers. I can't remember her name right now, but this is directly from her TikTok. Um, you want to talk about words uh, in inspiring real-world violence? <laughs> Here it is. Oh, come on. Play for me. No! <laughs> no! Hold on, guys. I'm going to get this. This is totally worth it. This is absolutely worth it. Hold on a second. If I can find it here. Oh, man. I don't know if I have enough time to find it. It's okay. It's all right. Uh, let's see. Let's see. There it is. I got it. If George Floyd's murderer is not sentenced, just know that all hell is going to break loose. <laughs> Don't be surprised when buildings are on fire. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> I think it's pretty clear, man, of uh, what she was going with that, uh, going there. Don't be surprised that buildings are going to be on fire. And uh, there you go. There's that. And one other thing here I just want to point out here, and I would love to know from the chat here. Let me hop over. They can't wait to burn it down. Pulling it right out there. Absolute worth it. Doesn't matter. They will riot anyways. <laughs> Isn't that a threat? It is a threat. It absolutely is a threat, but these people don't care. They're going to burn this shit down anyways. And just real quick here, Soros was found pledging $20 million to rally progressives around Biden's infrastructure plan. And the thing is, too, dude, he has also been funneling funds to colleges. And it's not surprising when you see the kids go and try to, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting seeing how kids are going to apply to colleges now with everything going on. But I have a video here of exactly how that um, application process might go. Take a watch and look at this. Yeah, it is. Do you have your transcripts in your FAFSA? Sure do. Got them right here. Feels good to be prepared for once. Perfect. You also have your negative COVID test? Oh, I didn't know we were supposed to have that. Yeah, all students applying are supposed to have one. Do you uh, have your COVID vaccination card, though? Didn't know I was supposed to have that either. Yeah, you're definitely going to need those. Let's just uh, move on with your form. What do you self-identify as? I don't know. I'm a guy and I'm white, so... All right, minor setback, but uh, have you done your racial sensitivity training? No. All right, uh, when was the last time you renounced your white privilege? Never. Well, have you even posted a black square on Instagram? 
Sorry, man. Look, buddy, I'm trying to help you out. Are you are you gay, trans, you have any Native American blood, any sort of oppression we can use to help you out? I mean, I got a 4.0, I was class president. Nobody cares about any of that. Look, let's just finish your application. Smile, say down with America, and put your fist up. <laughs> hey, is this <laughs> It's funny. It's funny. But man, in the real world, out in these colleges, it wouldn't surprise me if that's exactly what we have to do. Denounce your whiteness. Denounce that you uh, that you love this country. So you want to burn it down and we'll give you some uh, maybe we'll give you a scholarship to attend one of our woke colleges. Maybe that's where it is. And one other thing here real quick before we get into the funny video of the day. Transgender reality TV star Caitlyn Jenner is considering a run for California governor as a Republican. And I thought this was absolutely hilarious. All that work to get Gavin Newsom out and then you get Caitlyn Jenner. <laughs> Transvestite, yeah. the governor to run your country. I feel bad for this. Is just like this is no better than uh, than Yang taking over for De Blasio of New York City. Um, to me, that's not a good trade off, regardless. But I thought that was pretty hilarious. And did everybody see the first lady coming out like a hot whore coming out for uh, for some for some good old times off the uh, off, off Air Force One? There, this was her uh, in her le- nice little leggings here. I swear, if this was if this was Melania Trump, uh, Melania Trump, man. She would have gotten absolutely eviscerated. And again, this is the uh, this is the image here for our first lady, which I thought was absolutely just disgusting. And guys, that's gonna wrap up our media blitz here. Oh God! All right, guys, it's been uh, it has been one hell of a day putting this show together. I had so much content here, and we have so much to get into. We're gonna talk about what this uh, this this game that's going on between Iran and the United States and, uh, and Joe Biden. We're going to talk about uh, what Trump's doing as he is setting the stage up for his um, his people that he is nominating and putting up. And we're going to talk about uh, what I see going on with Linwood and General Flynn. And then we're going to call out some commies to end the show tonight. So guys, don't forget the best way to donate to the show is through the Cash App. We get 100% of the proceedings from those donations. So you can send that right to the Cash App and you can also donate on DLive. They take 40% of the cut. So, to me, DLive already screwed us over I don't know how many times. So, that, that is completely up to you guys. Whatever you guys give, we appreciate it. So, and I will also read your message out on the air, just like we have right here. Seabass, uh, thank you so much. Great work, Scott, for the donation. Thank you so much, man. I'm going to play the funny video here, and we're going to get into the uh, main event here tonight, I find it. And because... Because the first lady did what she did, I feel like going forward, when she comes out now, this is how it's going to play out. And shout out to Ildonado Trumpo for this video here. We'll see you guys on the other side of the intro. Take a watch. Jill Biden, stage one. Can somebody go get Jill Biden? Report to stage one. Time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot. Dealing with satanic souls. The time is 
impedes control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up, guys, and keep them healed. All they do is lie real, it's real. Through projects, the future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Well, society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising, and you know it's only gonna grow. Little Cat B says, that is not the kind of dance class that I teach. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, hurting over uh, Deep State, hurdling uh, go over Deep State, this shrinks my, and there's a blank, so I can use my imagination for what that means. Oh, that is awesome. What's going on, Foxhole fam? What's going on? We are Rise. Debbie, thanks so much for hanging out. My mods, you guys are fantastic. We have a full show packed here, guys, and we're going to jump right into it now because what I'm seeing going on with Joe Biden, Iran... They ain't tricking us. They ain't tricking us. And we're going to expose this today as we did a little diving here because we were distracted about these events because they were happening right around uh, right early January. We were all focused on, you know, Trump trying to take his uh, presidency back and exposing the election fraud. But let's jump into this because Iran has been talking so much, man. And uh, they seem emboldened, just like so many other people, uh, so many other countries like China right now. And Iran feeling they're uh, they're all about themselves now that Trump is gone. So let's talk about this here real quick. This is from Breitbart, um, where this came out of. Uh, Iran denies it'll talk to U.S. after Biden admin invites itself to Vienna meeting. So it looks like what we're having going on here is Iran is flexing a little bit, saying that they're not going to have any kind of talks um, at all with the U.S. unless certain things are done. So let's dive into this. So the government of Iran denied it would engage the U- U.S. in talks on Tuesday. After their admin of President Joe Biden confirmed on Monday that it would send an envoy to Vienna, Austria, where the remaining signatories of the Iran nuclear deal are scheduled to discuss a path forward. No negotiations uh, negotiations will take place between the reps of Iran. Um, the Iranian foreign minister ministry elsewhere emphasized no representatives from the U.S. will attend the joint commission meeting or related expert meetings and no direct and indirect negotiations with the U.S. are on the agenda of Iran's delegation. The 2015 Iran nuclear deal, formerly the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, is an agreement between Iran and Britain, China, France, Germany, and Russia, allegedly designed to prevent Iran from building a nuclear weapon, which is absolutely hilarious. They're doing it right now. America was a signatory to the deal under Barack Obama, but President Donald Trump withdrew from the deal in 2018, describing it as unfair and accusing Iran of repeatedly violating its provisions. So we're seeing a lot of talk and a lot of flexing and a lot of Iran saying, we're gonna. We're not playing ball with any of you. And until Joe Biden um, wants, until he lifts the uh, previous sanctions from Trump, they are not going to be playing ball whatsoever. So, pretty much, I find what we're seeing here is that they want they want to run complete roughshod on, on on the Biden administration. Do you think, just from reading this one article, do you think if Biden were to come out and say, "Hey, Iran, we need you to do this and this," and then we'll move forward? Do you think Iran's going to be listening to this guy? <laughs> Dude, Iran doesn't negotiate with anybody. They're going to try to do exactly what they want to do and and be assholes about it. So, but I think it is kind of weird that with Biden in office that they finally have somebody that they can get some, you know, get their way and they're not they're not willing to come to the table yet. So they're 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 holding it over our head to uh, remove those sanctions and everything, but I'm wondering what Biden's going to do with it because obviously they're so brazen about everything that they're doing now that it should be right out in the open. We should be able to see this, whatever he decides. 
Well, speaking of being out in the open, man, this was this happened literally today. And I don't know if people are even aware of this. And I wasn't aware of this till about an hour ago. Um, Chanel Rion reported here that while all this is going on, while Iran's pretending to play hardball with uh, with the United States and the Joe Biden administration, Iran made a very uh, lucrative deal with China, not just not too long ago. And this to me, guys, you can see the major players in the world are starting to align with each other while the United States is is trying to pander to every country now with the, you know, Green New Deal, all these uh, all these climate things. They want Joe Biden wants to get it back to the way that it was in the Obama years. So check this out from Chanel Rion talking about a 25 year defense agreement between Iran and China. Watch this problem now that we face is that Iran is already pulling ultimatums. An Iranian deputy foreign minister has stated that the meeting, whether it's direct or indirect, will never happen unless all sanctions are pulled. Every sanction that was placed under the Trump administration now must be lifted in order for Iran to come to the table. This is very indicative of Iran's growing arrogance in the face of the Biden administration's weakness in the State Department front. You've had very weak performances from the Biden State Department when it came to its talks with China, when it came to its language with Russia. Not a very strong showing on the foreign policy front, which has emboldened Iran and the, 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 the other development that is also emboldening Iran and causing them to throw their weight when it comes to opening up negotiations again is the fact that last week Iran signed a 25-year defense agreement with China. That's leverage oh. with a U.S. adversary that Iran is now wielding when it comes to the negotiation table, if they come at all. And so this is a, this is a very concerning development in the face of some foreign policy decisions that the Biden White House probably should not have made. Now, do you remember, I find it just recently that um, when, when um, the State of Department went, uh, Biden State of Department went down to Alaska and they absolutely got owned by China, right? Yeah, they got trashed. She is referring to the same State Department here making terrible decisions. And while all this is going on, Iran made a 25-year defense agreement with China. Wow. I... Does that concern anybody? I didn't even know this was happening. And we have outlets like OAN here and channels like ours talking about it, but I don't see anyone else talking about how alarming. And does Biden care about this? Is this a concern? I don't remember Saki getting any questions from our media about this. So while all this is going on, there was something else that's super, super sketchy that happened behind the scenes that happened back in January. And it so this is to me, guys, why I think this whole entire thing is theater. I personally believe that Biden, China, and Iran, they're going to cozy up. Biden's going to pretty much do whatever these guys want to do. And the reason why I, I'm basing that uh, speculation off of is this story right here from Zero Hedge came out on April 3rd. The Biden admin is ratcheting up its appeasement policies, and they're doing secret deals um, on the back table between Iran and South Korea. Now, U.S. President Joe Biden made his intention to return to the nuclear deal public before he took office. And we all we all heard that. He said it in his debates when he was running for president. He said he wanted to return back to it. That was not a surprise to anybody as that was an Obama. That was an Obama, de a big deal with Obama when he was in power. So 
He appointed uh, Deputy Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman, who was a key negotiator in the talks with, which led to the nuclear deal in 2015 during the Obama admin. Biden actually publicized Sherman's professed accomplishment, saying she has successfully uh, rallied the world to strengthen democracy and confront some of the biggest national security challenges of our time, including leading the U.S. negotiating team uh, for the Iran deal. The admin process revoked the designation of the Houthis, an Iran-backed terror group, as an originally designated terrorist organization. And now Republicans are now requesting information about this deal that was made, um, almost extortion, between South Korea and Iran. Look at this. Republican uh, foreign policy leaders in Congress are now requesting from the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, who we know absolutely got torched by the Chinese down in Alaska a few weeks ago, um, to answer questions about the secret talks held with South Korea that resulted in South Korea giving the Iranian regime a billion dollars in ransom money. The letter was led by Congressman Brian Stile, Congressman Greg Stube of Florida and Republican study, commi- uh, study Committee Chairman Jim Banks uh, Steele pointed out. Now, I, I, w- I was trying to find the story I found where this originated from when this uh, ship got pretty much uh, taken over by the Iranians, and I found it. This happened back on January 4th, dude, and this was before, obviously, the infamous day of January 6th. Of, we all know what happened. So this was two days before that, and the South Korean uh, tanker was seized by Iran, and the uh, you know South Korea was demanding to have it back, obviously, and they uh, they wanted to freeze funds and send over a billion dollars to release it. And what did the Iranians say they they seized it for? This is almost their own version of of blaming things on global warming. I find it. They said they were uh, polluting the Gulf with chemicals, as if all these ships out there aren't doing that every single day over the ocean. That was their excuse to take the ship. Um, this is what we were seeing carried out here. And on top of it, as we, this is from February, the Biden admin was going, they took this terrorist group and they pretty much said, um, we're going to not, we're not going to recognize them as a terrorist group. And Trump had originally designated this group as a terrorist group. So we're seeing a lot of back and forth uh, between not just what, um, not, not just domestic policies that Biden was nuking. He's also nuking um, policies that were set up for these adversarial countries. And what the Iranians essentially did, they took this South Korean ship, who is obviously an ally of the United States, and pretty much said, we want a billion dollars and we want to have it sent to us or you're not getting your ship back. Right. So what they did. dude. So these Republicans are simply asking questions now about what is going on with this. And I didn't hear about the story till today, man. I don't know about you, but what did you think about this? Well, I didn't, I didn't know about this on the 4th. I think we were all just, you know, we were high on that stress for wondering what the heck was going to happen on the 6th. So this, this story definitely slipped by probably most of us. But, you know, again, it's real easy to point out. They saw a ship coming by. It seemed like an easy target. They took it. And now they're holding it for ransom so that they can get their money. Now, the, the thing that we're used to is them not giving us answers, them not wanting to talk about it, them avoiding the questions altogether so that it doesn't have to come out in the open. And that's why we're here, obviously. But as far as that sanction, you know, the um, the identification of the Houthis being, um, what was it, a, a terrorist organization? Yeah. You know, there was, there was arguments on that, that the reason – you know, people were mad at Trump for doing that was was humanitarian. I, I put my finger quotes up for that uh, purposes that whenever you took funding away from that group, it took funding away from, you know, 
from kids that were that are in poverty and families and all this sort of thing. And that was the argument that they tried to go against, acting as if the same funds were going to go to a terrorist organization and these kids in poverty. So whenever you take away that terrorist organization label from these people, their excuse is that the money is now going to be used in a uh, in a fair humanitarian way, which I'm, I'm not going to believe that. Not one bit, man. Not one bit. Not one bit. And I want to bring you to this, uh, to Brian Sales, uh, his uh, website here, talking about this and what he was requesting of Blinken. And also Janet Yellen, the U.S. Treasury Secretary, uh, regarding this, he said it was reassuring to hear Secretary Blinken deny claims of the United States working with South Korea to unfreeze a billion dollars in Iranian money, despite their continued terrorist activities. However, we need a much clearer answer, and for him to specifically address any plans, intent, or collaboration from the United States to allow Iran to ac- uh, to access their South Korean frozen assets to make so-called humanitarian purchases through the Swiss channel. I look forward to Secretary Blinken's response and urge him to remain uh, remain committed to countering our adversaries in Iran. To me, man, <laughs> this is uh, this is going to get memory old most, essential, um, most likely. And the thing is, it sounds like Biden is using loopholes and pretending to act like they are, you know, they're helping um, our, our allies fully knowing that it's most likely going to be helping the Iranians. And if the thing is, too, he also asked earlier this month, Steele asked uh, U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, the one I just told you guys that wants to do the global tax uh, for corporations. She, he was uh, he asked her for information into foreign reports that the U.S. is facilitating this payment for South Korea to Iran. Yellen responded to Steele answering none of his questions and referring Steele to the State Department for additional information. And I actually found the letter and it says right here. We would refer you to the Department of State for questions about discussions with foreign uh, partners. We would appreciate the opportunity to brief you or your staff on this issue at the appropriate time. It sounds like to me, man, that this is just pure deflection. And the State Department doesn't want to talk about it. Blinken doesn't want to talk about it. He's denied it. Yet all these things have happened. And I have not heard anyone in the press ask Biden about this billion dollars. And none of this would surprise me if we end up finding out that... um that this was all part of their plan the entire time. And what it, meanwhile, dude, while this, while our country was so distracted with, uh, with Trump in the election, what a perfect time for the Iranians to seize a South Korean ship, right? A perfect time. And then the sixth happened and that literally dominated headlines for weeks on end. And I didn't hear about this at all. So while all this is going on, the whole world is still doing their thing. Iran knowing that, Joe Biden's going to be the guy soon. We need to start. We need to start getting our, our stuff together here and making moves. And just today, man, this is why I think all this is just a big show. And Iran knows exactly where they stand here with the with the president and the United States. This is from FreeBeacon.com, where. The Iranians are saying, we are confident that in the very near future, the U.S. government will have no choice but to end its lawless conduct and that that the unilateral sanctions, which are in violation of international agreements and regulations, will end. Talking about that, specifically talking about Trump's Trump's actions, the sanctions that Trump took on them. As we predicted at the height of the Trump admin, bowling and pressure, the United States eventually frustrated by the wrong path, admit that maximum pressure has failed and that there's no choice but to revive the nuclear deal and get all the parties back to their commitments. This success, he added, would not have been possible if we had not stood up to the Trump regime in spite of all external and internal pressures. 
The fact that this rhetoric is going on at all, I find it is alarming. And it shows you exactly what Iran thinks about their future and where they stand with the United States, man. What is, what's your take? My take is that they're going to they're going to strong arm as much as possible. We had four years of of a president who was going to stand up and say, no, it's not going to be this way. I'm willing to sit down at the table anytime anybody wants to talk and make a deal. And he would also get up and walk away as much as he would sit down and get up and walk away. And now we're in one of these situations where the Biden administration would prefer to send money through the backdoor deals rather than sit down because. Their perfect situation in my mind is that everything on the headlines, as far as like deals go, because I think about that Iran deal and how, you know, how it was wearing this mask this whole time, because it sounds good, but it was terrible and we all know it. So in my mind, they want everything to be like that Iran deal where on your news headlines, on your main stations, it all looks nice and pretty. But behind the scenes where, where we are, where we're sitting here tracking all these dollars that are going in and out of our country, we get to call it out. And this is the sort of thing that, that worries me the most. I know it worries you too, because this is how they do it. This is how they take over things is by fooling the general population. And thank God for Trump, because we are awake now. We can see this for what it is. That's the thing, dude. We would never. I would. I, I would never imagine myself sitting down at a desk talking about geo geopolitics with Iran and China and the United States ever <laughs> in my entire life. But thanks to yep. this movement and thanks to Trump, this is what this is where we're at right now. And great point, dude. Absolutely. And the thing is, this this upside down clown world we live in, amidst all this with Iran and China and you know the United States and you know the, what the what the future, what all these countries that are literally laughing at us now because of Biden. Um, we, I feel like we live in an upside down world and everyone else, I know they feel it too. And when I see this article, I see it come out and I'm just briefly going to touch on it because it shows you that Biden is torn in all different places. And, and again, it really begs the question, who is running our country? Biden's DHS, DHS may restart border wall construction to plug gaps. Holy cow, man. Breaking news. Biden is going to continue to do what Trump was already doing and finish the damn wall and maybe, just maybe, um, it'll help um, with what's going on at the border. I don't know if it's going to fix it, but man, it really tells you that for Biden to quietly accept this and to put it in action tells you it is pretty bad down there. They know it. They won't publicly admit it. But who is he getting his orders from, I find it? I can tell you right now, Jen Psaki told us today, and I want to tell you, I don't talk much Q-drops anymore. I have explained to you guys a million times why. I always remember this one drop talking about a shadow presidency, somebody ruling behind the background. Who is Joe Biden taking these orders from? Who is he making? Who is helping make these deals happen behind the scenes? Jen Psaki pretty much laid it out for us today. And uh, listen to what she had to say in the press conference that happened today. Okay, thank you very much. And then also, um, uh, one other question about phone calls. Has President Biden spoken to President Obama about how to pass the infrastructure bill? Has President Obama given him any advice on how to pass that bill? They speak regularly. Uh, they, of course, were president and vice president, but they are also friends, and they share a bond of serving through eight years of the Obama-Biden administration, but uh, also a personal friendship and kinship. Uh, and he speaks with him regularly, but uh, we're not going to read out those calls. Go ahead. Jen, you went through some of the numbers. Regular phone calls almost every day. What do you think about that? I find it that our president is talking to Joe Biden uh, or Joe Biden's talking to Obama almost every single day. And I wonder, it just makes me wonder, are those perfect phone calls? Are those, are those perfect <laughs> Trump phone calls? Is that right. what those are? Because if, uh, if they're perfect, then they shouldn't mind letting us read them out, right? 
Dude, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. But uh, yeah, she said what? There were not. Those aren't going to be public. Then they didn't they ream Trump for that for having inappropriate <laughs> phone calls for years, and then it got released, and everyone's like, oh, yeah, there was really uh, nothing there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. They went for impeachment all because of it. So, you know, in my mind, you take stuff like this, you take little, little stupid shit like this, and every, and you put it on the big screen for everybody and push it. I mean, why, why can't we impeach Biden for having these phone calls with, uh, with Obama? Why not? Why not? Right? <laughs> but that's not the clown world we live in. It's only, it's only if you, if you're on the left side, then you can challenge it. Otherwise, we're just gonna, we're just gonna push it under the rug. And uh, Tan's here. Thanks so much for the donation. Keep up the patrioting. I will. I don't think that's a word, but I love it. That's something that I would say, probably mispronouncing a word. I will keep up the patrioting for sure. Thank you so much, the donation. I really appreciate it. So this weird today was such a weird day, guys. It really was such a weird day. All this stuff's going on with Iran. Um, Biden says he's gonna he's gonna finish the wall, which I never thought would have uh, ever came out. And uh, this is real quick. We don't know. We're not gonna dive into this. The WHO rejects vaccine passports. Cites lack of fairness and medical doubts. And I thought for sure, you know, China owned the WHO with everything going on. I believe they do. I'm just shocked the WHO wasn't backing COVID passports because of this whole globalist movement that the WHO is part of. So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick uh, just to show you we are literally in this information. We're in the fog of war right now as far as information. Things I thought would be happening aren't and things I thought would never be happening are happening. And this is where we're at. So with all this going on, um, all this crazy news going on behind the scenes, have you guys noticed something? Have you guys noticed Trump has been extremely out in the public way more than he has been the last few months? I'm, I'm thinking we're at four or five days now in a row where Trump has put out statements almost like he's tweeting. He certainly had some words about um, about Easter and Joe Biden not bringing up uh, Jesus at all and bringing up COVID seven times. Um, but Trump has been putting out messages more and more and more, and he's also been backing up candidates more and more. But I want you guys just to see what I'm seeing here. We we knew for a little while Trump was probably going to be taking a break. He had to step out of the limelight with all the January 6th events happening. But he's firing back now, and he's going after everybody that is still tarnishing his name. And just quickly here from Becker News, Trump fires back at New York Times, claims he cheated his campaign co- uh, contributors this is that this is that whole entire story. But the whole point of bringing this up here, this one was just yesterday um, talking about, again, the rigged elections. This, I'll just read a little bit here. Too bad the desperately needed election reforms in Georgia didn't go further as their originally approved bill did. But the governor and lieutenant governor would not go for it. So he's pretty much talking about a watered down a watered down Georgia voting law. The one that was passed, the one that the MLB is also calling that same bill racist. Um he is asking questions here. The bill should have been passed before this election. Um, why is it? He's now, then he throws into it is now reported that chain of custody records for over 400,000 ballots are missing or not being drawn. I wonder why. Show them now. And he just goes into talking about boycott all the woke companies that don't want voter ID and free and fair elections. And he was on Newsmax today. And guys, I took this personally. He said, woke is not good for our country. And I wanted to cry when I read that because I know <laughs> the word woke's in my show. But just listen real quick about what he had to say about Georgia and the direction of where he thinks things are going. Well, they had a very strong bill, and I guess the governor rejected it because it was too strong. And then they went with a watered down bill. In, uh, if, if you look at uh, you know the history of it, they went with a very strongly watered down bill. They don't have 
various elements that you'd like to have, but uh, that's why they call it watered down in Georgia. And now they've moved the all-star game because they thought the bill was too tough when it's not. They just, they're woke, and uh, uh, woke is not good for our uh, country. No. Woke is not good. <laughs> I knew my and best, I sir. hope a lot of people, I look, I, I think people are giving up on baseball anyway. You look at the fans, are way down, everything's way down. I don't think anybody cares, but uh, they shouldn't be doing that. They shouldn't be hurting the people of Georgia. They yeah. shouldn't be doing that, especially for a bill that is less stringent than the... But he goes on and keeps going. He's pretty much just echoing those points, man. But he's bringing up, again, woke is not good for a country. I think people are giving up on baseball, and they actually have. They, they already nuked half their fan base, just like the NBA did. They're all doing the same thing. Everyone's seeing what these uh, what these companies are about. And uh, We Are Rise says, don't change your name, woke societies. I will not change it, I promise. And Method says they auto-corrected from wings. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen Methods all day today, and that's the first thing I see. <laughs> Thanks, Methods. I appreciate it. <laughs> I won't be changing my name by any means. But Trump, man, what do you think? Do you do you like that Trump is out here still? You know, almost like it's almost like he's still fighting for us, and I know he is. But do you do you like that Trump is back out in the spotlight like, like this? I do, because, I mean, we had to go through that dark period after the 20th and everything where where we weren't hearing from anybody, man. It was just dead silence, and it felt, you know, we, we all kind of felt alone out here wondering where, where are our leaders, where are our speakers that are supposed to be out here still talking about all this stuff, and I mean, we knew we were going to have to be patient for Trump, and we knew that he, he d- definitely deserved a good break. But now all of a sudden we're starting to get these statements and all, you know, you and me had a show. It was, it was towards the very beginning when we started doing this, we knew that whenever Trump started coming out and putting out statements all the time, that the energy was going to rise and we were going to start to see the opinion of, of this movement, you know, become loud again. And I'm starting to feel that again, you know, I'm seeing it out there on social media. We're seeing the statements. It's, it's making me feel really good that, that he's finally out doing this, man. Me too, man. And I'm seeing a lot of people in the uh, in the chat saying, uh, "Don't change your name. Send Scott a tissue." <laughs> oh, that's great. That is great. Uh, stay. Don't change your name here. Uh, let's see. I saw something else that I thought was really funny. Uh, D Patriot in the Foxhole chat says, "Am I bad if I get a drunk society shirt instead of a woke society? Don't want the people to think I am a lefty." D Patriot, you can get whatever shirt you want. I do not take offense to any of it. <laughs> you can get whatever shirt you want. It's all supporting us. And uh, Wise Mama Bear says, we're just real woke. And that's the thing. It's just word salad. It doesn't mean anything. It uh, does not mean anything uh, to me. It's just a word that these people tried stealing. And uh, now it's become a buzzword. And it just it just breaks my heart when, he's, when he said, woke, woke's ruining our country. I'm just like, no, I'm not. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, sir. But here's the thing, man. And I know, um, I want, and this is uh, the next point I want to get to. And I know um, me and you are going to disagree on this. And I cannot wait to find out from the, uh, from the chat here what they think about this as well. I'm seeing Trump. um, My opinion with this, I'm seeing Trump starting to set the stage for the players that he's endorsing. And he's getting, in my opinion, getting away from certain people. And I'm just going to bring this one, uh, this Forbes article up. And the reason I hate Forbes, they're fake news, but I just want to show you here what Trump's doing specifically with what's going on with Linwood and uh, this Drew McKissick, um, because Lynn Wood, if you guys didn't know, was running for GOP chairman in South Carolina. He just moved to South Carolina. He's a newbie there, which I find fascinating that he's going to just move to the state. He's originally from Georgia, going to South Carolina, and he wants to run for GOP chair. It's just kind of weird to me that he thinks he can do it. I'm sure, I know he has a lot of support, but check this out. 
Former President Donald Trump endorsed incumbent South Carolina GOP Chairman Drew McKissick re-election Tuesday over pro-Trump attorney Lynn Wood, dissing himself from the far-right lawyer. Remember, guys, I'm reading language here from probably a lefty, a lefty here. So, dissing himself from the far-right lawyer and fierce loyalist who spread baseless conspiracy theories about the election and blah, 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 blah. So, I just wanted to bring that article up here um, specifically just to point something out. I follow Lynn Wood on his Telegram. Um, he didn't seem overly bothered by this, but it definitely bothered him probably, I think, a little bit because he, he was bringing this up on his telegram, and he was a little surprised that he didn't get an endorsement from Trump. And I want to know, because we know the kind of, we know what kind of stuff Linwood was dropping on Twitter, on Parler, and the stuff he puts out on telegram, it's pretty intense stuff. And he, he's make, he makes some insane, insane, crazy accusations sometimes, sometimes without sauce, sometimes with, but... What I believe is happening here, and I'll just show you guys real quick. This is one of his posts. Um, in my campaign for chairman of South Carolina Republican Party, I have zero interest in personally attacking my opponent, talking about Drew McKissick. This election is about uh, the members of South Carolina. I do feel that the reasoning behind why some members of the party asked me to run is important, not only to South Carolina, but to the country at large. Elected officials need to represent the interests of we the people. And uh, when elected leaders turn to their backs on we the people they need to be replaced by we the people leaders who truly represent the people and he talks about going up against the establishment now trump endorsed this other mckissick guy so is lynn wood saying that this mckissick guy is from the establishment the man that trump is endorsing or is this hurt feelings or do you think trump is getting away from lynn wood i i personally believe and i find i know you're going to have your take on it i personally believe lynn wood is getting away uh, trump's moving himself away from lynn wood and his campaign is deciding, as far as a PR thing, we need to get away from this dude um, because it's just negative publicity. We need to do as much damage control as possible. What do you think, man? I, you know, when I think about Trump and the decisions he makes, he always does it with business mind. And I don't think this is necessarily distancing himself from Lynn Wood uh, necessarily for the choice of endorsing McKissick. I think that he's putting the two right there on paper and he's doing pros and cons and he's, and he's looking at this from a business standpoint that um, McKissick could probably do the better job. So, you know, I could also see him just saying, no, I'm not, I'm not endorsing Lynn Wood. Uh, but at the same time, it's not because I have any ill feelings towards him or anything like that. It's nothing personal. It's simply business. And, you know, so when you, when you look at it from the optics point of view, you could say that I could see where people could, would say that, but I just don't think that's what it is, man. I, I think it's a little bit more simplified. Uh, Freedom fighter says is Linwood on telegram real. It is real. It's been verified. Um, the, yeah. The thing is too, I, I feel like it was just surprising to me why I think he's dissing himself because Linwood put his name out for Trump for months fighting for him. And it's just been a while since I ever heard Trump speak about Linwood in any positive light. And then he endorsed. The thing is, too, I don't know the timing of when Lynn Wood decided to say he was running for this. And maybe Trump already had it in his mind that he was going to endorse this guy. So I'm just trying to think from both angles here. I think he might just be uh, just dissing himself uh, personally, but I could be wrong on that. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see how that race plays out. I mean, if Lynn Wood were to be the Republican chairman, I mean, I know, his, I know he's crazy, Lynn Wood, but. I definitely know he's America first underneath all that regardless. So I, I could live with it. I could personally live with it. And the last person I want to bring up in this kind of, uh, in this thing that we're seeing here, as far as people that were associated with Trump and our movement, 
I just got to ask the question, guys. I got to ask the question. You guys know I'll always shoot it straight with you. And I've been seeing General Flynn and Alex Jones, buddy, buddy, hanging out doing interviews. And not too long ago, there was footage of the January 6th, uh, you know, when they were in the January 6th where, you know, Flynn was, Alex Jones was. And you could clearly tell General Flynn had disdain for Alex Jones not too long ago. If you guys don't remember, I'm going to play the clip here real quick. Watch this. Does everybody remember that? I remember that. That was uh, that was going all over the place. Shook his hand, said, you're funny, man. It was awkward as hell, and he walked away from him. And as far as I know, uh, I didn't, maybe they've, they've been talking since, but it was just really weird to me seeing a video like this come out not too long ago, and now Flynn is talking about Alex Jones like he's a, he's a humongous patriot. Watch this. The one thing that I know about this gentleman, Alex Jones, is that is that he loves this country. He is as smart as a whip. He, he absolutely believes in what he believes in. And he also does his research and his homework. And- now, I know Alex Jones has revealed a lot of stuff. He's, catch- he's caught a lot of slack. Me, personally, I don't like him. I, don't, I, think he's a, I, I think he plays both sides. The thing is, I find it, I just remember this video not too long ago either. And we'll get our, we'll get our takes on this. Watch this. You guys are actually really good questions. This is going to be a really good thing, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to drink some of this Hermione after I've said it. Because it, it, it's, 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 it's the truth, and I'm just going to say it, that I wish I never would have fucking met Trump. I wish it never would have happened. And it's not that the attacks I've been through. It's, I'm so sick of fucking Donald Trump, man. God, I'm fucking sick of him. And I'm not doing this because it's like I'm kissing his fucking ass. You know, it's just like I'm sick of it. Do it in a minute. Now, guys... The thing is, I know General Flynn's not a shill or anything like that, and I'm not going to say that here. But it's just weird to me what Alex Jones has been associated with. He has said some crazy things. He has flip-flopped. He has trashed Q. He's trashed Trump. Um, General Flynn, just uh, just in January, did not look like he wanted anything to do with them. Now he's doing multiple interviews with them. Could he have a, could he have change, a change in heart? Could this be just a distraction? Could this just be optics? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of over the optics game. I think that is just a scapegoat card for anyone just to you know. It's, I, I hate the optics card. I've been saying it now since I start, jumped into this. Um, I just think it's weird, man. I don't get why Flynn is... I mean, personally, man, I wouldn't associate myself with Alex Jones. I just wouldn't do it. I don't like it. I think it's weird. What's your take on it? No, I'm, I'm not an Alex Jones fan, all right? I'll just get that out there. I don't watch his shows, none of that stuff. Now, I will say that a lot of people out there, maybe even in this chat, uh, did at one point in time watch Alex. Maybe he was, you know, that gateway for them to find a red pill somewhere. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't necessarily mind Flynn uh, saying anything about it. And, and here's why, man, because I trust Flynn 100%. There's not that many people that I can say that about this movement is really sensitive about, you know, who we trust and who we surround ourselves with. And after watching Trump be surrounded by snakes, you know, it just, it it makes us really weary to, um, to see one of our favorites, you know, in talks with somebody that we definitely don't trust. But here's the thing. 
like I said, I trust Flynn. So if he's collaborating on any sort of level, if he's in communications with Alex Jones on, in some sort of way, then there must be a good reason for it. So I'm going to trust him on this. Um, you know, I, I don't know why he would be speaking to him, but again, I, until I see something bad happen, yeah. then I'm going to trust Flynn that he's using this. And, and I, man, I war game this out in my head all day long. And I just, I don't know whether it, what the reason would be um, whether it would be f- because he thinks he needs Jones base, you know, to get word out for, for any sort of reason at all, but we're just gonna have to wait and see on it, man. I, I honestly don't have a problem with it yet. I just want to put this out there, guys. I, I, I question everything. I dig into everything. I know a lot of Americans donated money to get Flint out of prison. And I don't know if he needs money. I'm just saying, you know, it's just weird to me that it seemed like he, you know, maybe they've met before that video. I have no idea. Um, I just hope to God, I hope to God it's not anything more nefarious than trying to attach yourself to a base because he, Flynn knows what Q is. He knows what, what th- this base was, what these Patriots were. I just hope it's not anything more nefarious than what we have known. And the thing is, I don't think that's the case. I just hope not, man, but nothing in this world surprises me anymore and we have to question everything. I just thought it was weird. I didn't like it. I don't trust Alex Jones for anything. Um, that's just my opinion. I see that it's also torn in the chats here, and uh, we'll have to see what happens. People are skeptical, and that is good. We question everything on this channel and always think for yourself. Let's get into tonight's sponsor, man, and we're going to get into calling out some commies here in just a moment here. All right. Guys, been proing them now, my mother's business, for months. We're doing it here again. Let me pull it up here. We're talking Lula Wellness Breakthrough M2 diet program. It's a fast, effective, healthy weight loss program that uses homeopathic liquid drops in a structured, balanced diet. The drops support the body's ability to help clean and get rid of abnormal toxic fat that your body doesn't need, which is the abnormal fat. While on the program, you will take your drops three times a day before breakfast, lunch, and dinner. We use detailed food lists and exact amounts to help you easily plan your uh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You will drink 90 ounces of water or half your body weight in ounces of water, whichever is greater every day. And in five to six weeks, the average weight loss uh, for men is uh, 30 to 40 pounds and women is 20 to 20, uh, 20 to 25 pounds. Doing our program teaches you how to make the best decisions for your body to help you keep the weight off. This can be the last diet you ever do. So guys, when you sign up at the link that my mods are dropping right now, this gives you a consolation phone call with a coach that'll answer all your questions about this diet. I did it myself about a month ago, lost 24 pounds. Spring is around the corner. Uh, summer is coming. Lose all that COVID weight, guys. We don't want to look like we got dad bods going on. So go check it out, aluluwellness.com. And when you use the code WOKE, you get free shipping off the products. And remember, when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, man. Uh, let me see the check for donations. If you got any, go for it. Uh, man, I got one from Dell, and he says to keep an eye on you, Scott. So I guess I'm going to be keeping an eye on you, bro. Yeah, man, I guess. <laughs> okay. Whatever that means, I'll take it. Uh, that's a, uh, I'll take it as a compliment, I guess. So, <laughs> all right. All right, man. Let me uh, make sure the board's lined up here. Are you ready to call out some commies? Oh man, this is going to be my new favorite clip, isn't it? I'm ready to call out some commies. Let's do it. All right. Our first commie of the day. New York Times executive editor Dean Beckett responds to private uh, Project Veritas win and defamation lawsuit and just calls them what losers. Let's check out this commie here. Here we go.
So last time we spoke, you went into a cackling fit over our defamation lawsuit against you. A lawyer citing Wikipedia. Yes. I just wanted to check in and see if you're still laughing. You know, James O'Keefe is laughing at you guys, and your college professor sent me a note saying how bad a journalism school student was. Who? <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's interesting that you say that because uh, between us, only one of us has had a New York State Supreme Court judge call us deceptive disinformation. This ruling is a stunning rebuke of the times in which the court says the terms, quote, deceptive and, quote, disinformation. The judge says those terms certainly apply to the times interjecting their opinion in a news article. It wasn't us, it was you. What do you have to say to that? You're a loser. You're a loser. You're a loser. A loser. Okay, that's, 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 wow, that's great reporting. Are we going to have to depose you guys? We're going to depose you. We're going to expose you. And that's why we're going to win. To get you to finally tell the truth? Is that what it takes to get the New York Times to tell the truth? Will the New York Times only tell the truth under penalty of perjury? Or are you going to lie then too? What do you have to say to your readers who trust you? Why do you habitually abuse your, your, reader, your reader's trust? Why do you lie? Are your lawyers going to cite Wikipedia in the next phase of trial? Well, so there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> if you're running away from, from a young guy like that, and you're just cackling and laughing and the facts are getting thrown in your face, getting called out as a liar. And pretty much they lost their case. New York Times lost their very first case in defamation. The lawyer actually trashed this guy. And uh, man, when you're running away like that, hiding away um, with your wife, running the car, you might be a communist. What do you think about that, man? <laughs> well, they always run away. They always walk away from Veritas because they know the questions that are coming. As soon as he walked up to him, he grabbed his wife or whoever she was and turned around and started walking. No, 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 no. He doesn't oh, want to yeah. answer any questions, dude. He knows. He knows that he's screwed. So anything that he says is going to embarrass the hell out of him online. I, I love it, man. This is one of my favorite things to do right here. <laughs> Let's do it, man. We're going to call it another communist. You guys remember the well health safety seal of the buildings? That was promoted um, by the likes of, let's see, Robert De Niro, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael B. Jordan. That's his son. Jennifer Lopez, Lady Gaga. Remember, they're going to put health and wellness ceilings on these buildings. Um, yeah. You know who backs this up? It's all China. All communist China. And on top of it, in order for a building to get the well health safety rating, it must be a strict criteria related to sanitation pro uh, procedures, emergency preparedness programs, air and water quality and health service resources. Additionally, business would have to pay thousands of dollars. So while they're raping your business by paying a thousand of these dollars, we're also going to um, probably segregate the people that can come into your store. That's nothing wrong with that. And as we see here, we have Zhu Ya, who is, let's see, according to our biography on the IWBI website, Ya is a well-recognized business leader promoting collaboration between China and the U.S. Oh, for driving, for, is a driving force for sustainability and human health through built environments in Asia. And on top of it, I find it, we have a whole list of uh, Chinese, uh, Chinese CCP puppets here that are also associated with this. So when you align your business interests with China, you might be a communist, man. What did you think about this? 
Looks like a little bit more infiltration to me is what it looks like, man. They, this is one little snaky way for them to get into these businesses and, and keep everybody from going on about their daily lives. And do you think any one of those stars, any one of those Hollywood people, they, they do you think they really cared where the paycheck came from to sit down and sit down and do that commercial, man? I don't think so. I think they were completely fine with the dollars, whether they came from the CCP or not. Well, funny thing is, right? How funny is that? How we know that China owns Hollywood. It's just ironic to me that they'd uh, they'd pick uh, Hollywood to uh, to run their commercial for them. How how coincidental! Let's get to commie number three here. We're looking at USA Today pushing for ban on sale of tactical gear to civilians with highly slanted piece that only mentions right leaning groups, not armed leftist anarchist. Shocker. This is according to U.S. Today. Analysis of the court documents for people charged in the Capitol riot. At least 20 were spotted in photos and videos wearing tactical gear, and I can guarantee you most of them were probably Antifa that changed on the front lawn. One popular item was a cloth plate carrier, which is designed to hold bulletproof plates and often includes pouches for ammunition magazines and Velcro for patches. We have a company here, I find, at USA Today trying to cancel businesses that help American citizens protect themselves from psychopaths. If you're trying to cancel people from trying to get tactical gear, you might be a communist, man. What'd you think? (laughs) I'm just replaying that statement in my head, but (laughs) like, what about army surplus stores, man? How are you going to cancel? You're not going to cancel that thing, man. Americans are going to go out and they're going to find this stuff wherever it is, because I can tell you right now, within five minutes of my house, there's going to be at least three stores. I can probably go in and buy all the tactical gear that I want. I don't have to order it off Amazon. I don't have to order it off the internet anywhere. We are going to keep America protected. We're going to keep selling our guns. We're going to keep stocking our ammo. That's just the way we go. Screw USA Today for coming out and trying to do some BS like this. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work, man. That's our third communist and the last communist of today. Here we go from CD Media. Georgia Secretary of State Raffensperger files legal brief to prevent real audit of ballots from 2020 election. The old proverb says those with nothing to hide don't try to hide things. But Raffensperger here just couldn't help himself. And of course, he says it seems like he has a secret. The man in charge of ensuring fair elections in the Peach State usually don't want anyone looking at the actual ballots. Uh, on November 3rd, U.S. general election. And he is simply suggesting he is protecting the public interest and allowing on the ballot images to be used and not the actual paper records. I find it when you're using the guise of protecting the public interest, just like this entire uh, scandemic was, and truly hiding election um, integrity, you might be a communist. What do you think? (laughs) Well, man, this does not surprise me at all. This is the way that he dealt with everything throughout the election. So coming out right here at the end, scared and desperate, trying to keep us from looking at the ballots is exactly what I would expect coming from a commie like him, man. That's it, man. That's going to wrap up our new segment, Calling Out Communists, because we're going to continue to do on the show every single day. Absolutely. Little man's in the house. Hey, he's finally back out here. What's up, buddy? It's almost as good as clowns. It almost is as good as clowns, man. We're gonna, we're gonna, we gotta change it up every once in a while. We're gonna set certain days for uh, for certain events, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll get it there. We'll clean it up, and uh, he's immediately back to uh, laughing. <laughs> every time. I love that kid. <laughs> immediately laughing, but thank you guys for hanging out tonight. It was truly fun. We had a great time, dude. I thought we were gonna finish this in like two hours, but we flew right through that. I'm so glad. So, guys, if you can for me. If you want to further support the show, go to wokesocieties.com, go to the store tab, and find yourself some beautiful merch 
that can make a great gift for you and your family. Like I said, people were, were somebody asked in the chat before, if I get a Drunk Society's hoodie over a Woke Society's hoodie, is that okay? It is 100% okay. So just go check out to see what we have here. We have the full merch line here, V-necks for the ladies, uh, hoodies, all that good stuff to fund the media, Orange Man Rad, participation trophies for 2020, coffee mugs, beer mugs, uh, water bottles, hats, we got so much stuff here, and it's only going to get better and better as we go. And, you, of course, guys, you could always go to WokeSocieties.tv. Sign up for a Roku subscription. It's cheaper than a Netflix subscription, or you can sign up for a yearly. And it's a great way to also um, support this show. And you can watch right on your TV on your Roku as well. And, man, we're going to be back here tomorrow at 2.30 Eastern. And we got some stuff. Uh, man, got some stuff to talk about with Durham. I can't wait, man. But uh, what else? You got anything going on tonight, man? Man, I'm just gonna be chilling. Been another long day of work. We had a late night last night with the uh, with the baby. She was up all night, so yeah, oh, I boy. find it pretty tired today. And yeah, I'm talking in third person now. Oh boy, <laughs> that's gonna be my life in uh, about three months with the little one and the little things here, little baby Odin. I don't sleep. Yeah, I, I don't I, sleep. I think I had about sixty ounces of coffee today. So <laughs> right. The thing is, my wife likes it because I don't. I sleep at like two or three in the morning some nights. So. It was, uh, it was harder for her because I used to have to wake up at four in the morning to go to work, but I'll be home this time. So either way, it'll be, it'll work out. Spaz Yeti says, I love my hoodie and shirts. Thank you. I'm so glad you got them today, Yeti. I'm so glad. The chill.uk says, love this channel. Awesome. I'm glad you love it. D, D Salor, not a woke drunk. That's what we were in the eighties. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's awesome. If anyone here wants to join my live stream, you'd be super welcome. Thechill.uk. I have to check it out, man, for sure. Great show, guys. Beautiful. I don't think we got any more donations here. Let me just check. And we're yeah, and I want to give a shout out to the lurkers, dude. I know we're always sitting here looking at the chats. I'm keeping an eye on Foxhole, but I'll just, I know, I know there's a ton of lurkers out there, uh, whether you're working or just chilling at the house, cooking your dinner, whatever it is. Hey, we love you too. Yes, love you guys. Love my mods. I could not do this without you. We are Rice's Bourbon Woke Societies. <laughs> See, every time I laugh, he laughs. You can't help it. Cannot help it. Love him find, uh, holding his hand over his mouth to laugh. Yeah, this is what he does. This is what he does. Best Annie uh, with the diamond. When's the baby shower for Little Woke? Baby shower for Little Woke is going to be this Sunday. Um, I think we're going to do at 3 p.m. Eastern. I think we're going to do 3 p.m. Eastern. Um, so that'll be this coming Sunday. We didn't want to do it on Easter, obviously, because there was a lot of people doing stuff. Um, but we'll uh, we'll be back. Uh, we'll be back. We'll do that Sunday night, and we'll do the uh, we'll do the baby shower stuff for sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Lynn's over. It was lurking today. That's awesome. Lady B Good says I'm a lurker. Sweet pieces, mm -hmm. I lurk. Oh yeah, there's plenty of lurkers out there. <laughs> it's okay. You can lurk. It's all good. But. Either way, man, we're going to head out of here. I know uh, I know you got home from work, and then you sat at the desk and did the show, so I totally appreciate it, my friend. He can't help yeah, himself. Yeah, man, always a good time hanging out with everybody here. Absolutely. So, guys, you can find me tomorrow at 2.30 p.m. Eastern. We're going to talk about the world, have some fun as we always do, make you laugh, and, get, and make this news uh, palpable so you guys can consume it. <laughs> And all that good stuff. Codebreaker says, I still love wearing my Obamagate shirt anytime I'm heading into town. I will, and I will be in public. I get some looks. I'm sure you do, man. I'm sure you do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, buddy. Yeah, that's you. That is you, my little friend. 
So uh, that is uh, that's going to be the plan tomorrow. It's already a Wednesday already, which is absolutely crazy. Lurkers love you. That's awesome. Biblical Smackdown, I'm guilty of lurking too. It's always okay. Lurkers are fun, man. But uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow, man, and, we'll, and uh, I'll have you on Thursday for the uh, 6 p.m. stream. And uh, we'll, sure. we'll get this uh, we'll get the stream rolling. So yeah, he thinks the little boy's playing uh, hide and seek with him as usual. But you want to say goodbye, buddy? Say bye. Bye. Stay safe. Stay strong. And stay woke. Good night, everybody. Say bye. Bye.